Good morning, everyone. I, I, I was thinking, I saw this post during the week. This is not on my preach, and it just had this picture of these lions, and it said, there's, there's no time to wake, uh, wake the sheep. Let's wake the other lions. And, uh, and I just feel for us, you know, like we think, I know I recognize from Scripture that we're sheep, but it's time for the lions to wake up, you know. There's, there's got to be the roar of authority that comes from the people of God. Uh, and, and I just want to, off, off my preach topic, is I challenge you to be bold with sharing your faith. Because when you share your faith, God reveals himself to you. And we cannot take good news and keep it to ourselves. Please, church, be courageous and bold. Invite someone, reach out, share the gospel, do something, because God will work with power through that. All we've got to do is say, here I am, Lord, use me. So be bold, share your faith, and trust God. So we are in a series at the moment called Resolve. And we've been, over the last month, been looking at our mental health. And today we are talking about worry. And it's something that many of us struggle with and often eventually accept as a way of life. It's just the way it is. It's, I'm, a, I'm a person who worries and therefore I just need to get used to worrying. It's a permanent pressure that just sits over our lives that we just kind of live with. And because it's so common that everybody worries, we just ignore it or we embrace it as something that we just need to accept and carry on. And we know that if you take little weights and you hold them for long enough, eventually they become incredibly heavy. And for a lot of people, they're carrying these worries permanently, and it's become an absolutely overwhelming weight in our lives. Worry is like a a hole in the bucket that's all of our peace and all of our joy is leaking out of. And what happens is when we worry, we start to struggle, we start to get distracted, and then our spiritual growth starts to struggle as well. And we wonder, why am I not growing with God? And the reason is because we're so worried about other things. And when it comes to worry, most people don't struggle occasionally. They struggle every single day. Like for some of you in the room, right now, you are probably distracted by the thing that you're worrying about. And even though I'm preaching, you're thinking about something else that's really, really stressing you out. So even the preach is being robbed because of worry. Um, So it's something someone, a concern, a money thing, uh, it's spiritually and emotionally absolutely draining. And whenever we get to a place of worry being an option, we hit a T-junction, as we know, we hit these T-junctions with a choice, fear or faith. Worry is what happens when we by default go to fear. And so many people, so many of us are living in a constant state of fear because we just by default turn to worry. And essentially, worry is the result of our fallen state, our our inherent brokenness, and our sinful nature. Because of sin in our lives, we turn to fear instead of faith. We turn to worry instead of trusting God. It happens by default. If you don't choose to live by faith, you will by default live outside of it. You will by default live by stress. How many of us wake up in the middle of the night thinking, I'm absolutely so relaxed and at peace. I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and it's just overwhelming joy. You know, like, uh, you know, last night I couldn't sleep. Why? I was just so happy. I I just woke up and I couldn't sleep. Instead, we wake up 
at two o'clock in the morning with our minds running in the red, not too blessed to be stressed, but too stressed to rest. And then we cannot sleep and we're thinking, there's so much going on, health, work, kids, relationships, maintenance, meeting, money, all this stuff is weighing us down all the time. And a few weeks ago, I spoke about anxiety, and today we're talking about worry. So what is the difference? And this is a a series that I'm paying forward, as I've told you before. I heard was blessed by, and I'm trusting God to do justice with it. Um, What is the difference between worry and anxiety? Worry is experienced in our minds. This is a very simplified answer. Worry is experienced in our minds, while anxiety is experienced in our bodies. We we kind of... we think about the, the thing we worried about, but anxiety eventually ends up when we're wearing the thing that we worried about. Generally, worry focus, focuses on specific things, while anxiety focus, focuses on things in general. For example, you could be worried because you have an exam tomorrow. So that's the thing that you are worried about. Anxiety is this overall general fear of failure. So that's the difference. One is more specific and one is more general. Either way, whether it's worry or anxiety or a combination of both, because of Jesus, we don't need to carry it, right? With him, it is possible to live a life free of worry. And I know there's, there's some people in the room that I know, they just don't worry. They're not stressed at all. And Robert, I don't know how you do it, but we're going to figure it out today. We're going to get there. It is possible to live lives free of worry where worry isn't something that has to be your constant thing. Um, I've always trusted God to move me from being a warrior warrior, to a warrior, and I feel like I'm finally understanding how that's possible. It's been many years, but I really feel like God has given me handles on how to move from being always stressed to somebody who's absolutely rested in God. Um, But it was a journey. I'm, I'm not completely there yet, but I do believe God has taught me some things. So, If you want to find out how to live absolutely free of worry, come back next week and bring a friend. Okay, no, I'm just joking. Um, Like, I want to know today. I just just worry for the week. Um, So, with worry, there are scriptures that speak into what worry is, how to deal with worries, um, and five foundational worries that all of us seem to carry, right? And this is, again, other people's clever exercise, I'm just sharing forward. The five things that we find in Scripture, and there are so many more things to worry about, believe me, I know. Finances, food, fitness, fashion, and future. Finances, food, fitness, fashion, and future. And there are so many more things to worry about, but I'm going to give you a principle on how to handle worry, and it'll apply across the board. So whatever it is that you are worried about, today you will get handles on how to move forward. Matthew 6 verse 25 says this. In the beginning of that from the NIV, it says, do not worry. It's not even a suggestion. It's it's like, it's a command. Do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. And in scripture, whenever we see the word therefore, we need to ask the question, what's it there for? And we find out what it's there for by looking before. So what came before God saying, do not worry? He says this in Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. At the moment, 
money for a lot of people is a massive source of anxiety. It's one of the root issues that most people seem to worry about. And, and often when things are tough, sowing in faith and tithing are the first things that seem to fall off the list. We hit this T-junction when it comes to our money, fear or faith. And by default, we learn to lean into fear. Inflation, more month than money, fear. And then what we do is we eat the seed instead of sowing it. And we only make our problems worse for ourselves because God gives us something and we don't say, Lord, what I've got, may I live by faith. We say, Lord, what I've got, I am afraid is gonna, I'm going to lose it. And then we consume it and we wonder why it's running out, right? This is not a talk about money, inflation, all these kind of things. If money was a reflection of our faith, would it reveal Jesus as our master? So if someone looked at your life and said, okay, well, how free are they? How faithful are they with their money? It's a reflection of their faith in Jesus. If I, and by the way, I'm not throwing stones. I'm living in the same place. Matthew 6 verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, food, about your body, fitness, what you will wear, fashion. When it comes to food, there are some people, they're worried because they don't have food. Right? Then... For us, for most of us, I'm guessing in the room, just choosing what to have for dinner becomes a massive source of stress in our lives. Just trying to figure out what we're going to eat every night is like, it's something that we absolutely worry about. We, we worried because we have options. I remember when I was young, I used to go to Mark's Kitchen. Remember Mark's Kitchen? Oh, best ribs in the world. And you'd get your little badge and your sucker. And I'd be like, oh, yes. Mark's Kitchen once a year was such a treat. Nowadays, it's like, oh, once a week, is it McDonald's or Burger King? And people have just found new things to worry about. It's just the options are more and the worry has gone up with it. With clothes. We're not saying, oh, Lord, I'm worried because I don't have any. It's what will people think? Is this in fashion? Remember Mark Gungor, and I've shared this, it's just makes sense. Mark Gungor said, when women say they have nothing to wear, it's because they have nothing new. When men say they have nothing to wear, it's because they have nothing clean, right? <laughs> Which is true. I'm worried I've got nothing to wear. Laundry basket. Woman's like, oh, I've got 57 tops. I'm not sure which one. Um, we worry so much about what people will think about what we look like. We worry so much about what people think about, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't put an effort into what we, into our parents. I'm saying that what we do is we, we become obsessed with these things and it becomes worry, a constant weight that we carry. Matthew 6 verse 31. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own future. It's not saying you won't have trouble. It's saying that today has enough trouble of its own. Let's not start borrowing from tomorrow's worry. Let's just deal with today. So worry, um, we worry about so much, so much. If you're anything like me, you understand. And then there are all the what ifs. What if I get sick? What if I lose my job or my hair? <laughs> what if things don't work out? What if the rand plummets? What if I fail? What if, what if, what if? And saying, oh, don't worry. 
that's easy. You know, like, oh, I've got these stresses. Well, don't worry about it. The Bible says don't worry. That's easy to say, but it's not so easy to do. You know, the results are bad. I got the results from the doctor, and they are bad. Things are not going according to plan. Don't worry. That's easy. Jesus didn't just say, don't worry, and, and then leave it there. He, he tells us not to worry. Then he shows us how not to worry, and he gives us an illustration on why we shouldn't worry. And we're going to look at that today. I was going to say, now you can come back next week. And if you, you know, like, like, what's it called? And if you come today, I'll give you these free knives, and you can cut through a tin and a shoe. And a... Anyway, I'm sidetracking myself. So let's look at what the sovereign God, our sovereign God, the creator of the universe, the sustainer of life, our provider and our protector, the God who cannot lie has to say about worry. Look at the birds of the air. Raymond, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? This is God saying, and Brent said it this morning, and Raymond spoke into my heart this morning, God absolutely, absolutely, absolutely loves you. He sees, he knows, he cares. And he says, look at the birds. And and when we look at the birds, we'll notice something about the birds. The birds are not worrying, but they're not doing nothing either. They're doing something. They put in the effort, yet God provides the reward. And there's something we can learn from this. This morning, I was thinking about how often... Um, anyway, that, that, that's a, I'm going to sidetrack myself. So when we look at the birds, we understand that there's a very big difference between concern and worry. When we are concerned, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be concerned about whatever you are worried about. It's a good thing to be concerned, but it's not a good thing to start worrying about it. So what's the difference? Concern is to recognize that there's a problem or that there's trouble or that that thing is something that if I don't actually think about or process or or have a plan with, then I'm going to worry about it. So concern moves us to action. This relationship has problems and I'm concerned. Therefore, I'm going to take the, I'm going to do the right thing to sort the relationship out. You know, I'm getting really unfit at the moment, which is a concern. Therefore, I'm going to take steps. I'll go, I'm going to do some exercise. I'm going to put in the effort. I'm going to get my 10,000 steps. Worry is when we focus on the problems that are beyond our control, and then it causes us to be completely stuck where we are. So worry kind of superglues us to our problem. Concern spurs us. Worry stunts us. Concern helps us. Worry holds us. Concern leads to action. Worry leads to anxiety and inaction. When we are worried all the time, all we do is we end up getting stuck in the situation we're in and nothing changes. Concern moves us to action. Worry traps us. And this morning, our prayers and our trust that all of us will be able to put worry down and trust God and move forward in faith. Matthew 6, verse 27. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Worry does not make things better. It doesn't add to our lives. If anything, it steals from our lives. It damages us and it damages our mental health. And this is not a rebuke. It distracts us, disrupts us, disturbs us, discourages us. It robs us of sleep, of joy, of peace, and of progress. And this morning, I feel, as we 
as I'm preaching, God saying, if you got here this morning, you got something to worry about, today you're going to walk free of that worry. And we're going to address that. Birds don't worry. Notice the birds. They don't stay up all night panicking and stressing out. You know, they're like, oh, what if I don't find a worm in the morning? What if a storm comes? What if a storm comes? What, what, what if I don't find food tomorrow? What if my nest needs maintenance? What if it falls out of the tree? What if I forget how to fly? They don't wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and they're panicking and they're pacing and they're stressing their brains out, you know, fearing the future. Birds don't worry, but they don't do nothing either. They take action. They sort every day out and every day takes care of itself and then they go to bed at night and they sleep peacefully. Unless, of course, (laughs) they are hardy dars. (laughs) And they live in Warner Beach. Who wake up in the middle of the night pretty terrified of heights, I'm sure. Right? And their staple diet is dog food. And they can only poop next to pools. I don't know what it is with hardy dogs. Australia. Have you ever been to Australia? It has these big white parakeets. They're the wild birds. We have hardy dogs, which don't help with our illustrations. Anyway, the point. God loves us absolutely even more than the hardy dogs, even more than the birds. God loves them too. And he will provide for us, and he will take care of us, and he has got your future in the palm of his hand. Worry, when we look at the root of it, is saying this, Lord, I don't trust you. I don't know if I can trust your word. I question whether you are really good. Lord, I don't trust you. That's essentially what worry is. And for me personally, because I've never worried, it's kind of hard for me to relate to other people who do worry. I sleep like a baby. (laughs) Wake up in the night crying. Um, No, I'm just joking, I don't. Listen to what Craig Rochelle says here. He says, what we worry about the most reveals where we trust God the least. What you're worrying about right now the most is a revelation of where you're trusting God the least. And if we have a concern, what steps can we take to address that thing? Lord, I have a concern about my money, or my family, or my future, or my health. I could choose to just worry and get stuck there, or I can choose to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Show me the steps I need to take to walk through this thing. So listen to the scripture that points us in the right direction. And we're going to talk about how, what will happen with your worry today. Matthew 6, verse 33, but seek first the kingdom... And his righteousness. This can be so lost on us. It will not be today. But seek first. His kingdom. And his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. The thing that we do when we worry. Is, is, is God saying this. When worry comes your way. Seek God first. And that's easy to say, of course we do, that's what we do, we understand that. But do we really seek God first? Do we really, really do that? Lord, I need your presence. Lord, I'm going through a thing. I can trust you, you are faithful. You love me more than the birds. Lord, regarding this thing that I'm worried about, I put you first. I trust you, I I apply my faith to that area and I trust you, Lord Jesus. Help me, help me to honor you. Whatever it is that you're worrying about. And all these other things will be added to you as well. Not, I don't need God, I'll make a plan. Not, not helpful. Not, 
Lord, I'm going to sit around and do nothing until you make a plan. Not helpful. Lord, I seek you first. Reveal your plan to me and help me to walk in it. Not worry. Not nothing. Seek God first. Remember, we've done the illustration. Life is not a rowboat where we're doing all the work and God is watching. Then at the same time, life is not just a raft where we sit around and we float wondering where we'll end up in life. You know, let me just end up where God wants me to end up. It's a sailboat. What we've got to do is position the sails and then we do all the hard work and we work on the yacht, but then the spirit, the wind of the spirit moves us to where God wants us to be. But we need to put in the hard work as well. We can't sit around and we can't just wait for God. And each of us have to answer the question, is God really first? That's up to you. Lord, you know we sing that, those songs, Lord, you're all I want, you're all I need, you're, you're everything. And that's easy until God is all we have. Lord, with my money, it's a concern, but you are my first priority. Does our money reflect kingdom first? Do our relationships reflect kingdom first? When we worry, does our mind drift to God or does it drift to worst case scenario? I am a champion of that. What's the word? Catastrophizing. Trust or worst case scenario? Lord, I have a headache. It's probably a tumor. So I better sort out my will. Oh, wait. I don't have much to leave in my will. No one's even going to miss me when I'm gone. Oh my goodness, I'm going to die soon. Worry, worry, worry. More times than I'd like to admit, I have felt something's wrong with me. So I've gone to Google to help me discover what's wrong with me, only to realize I have like two weeks left to live, right? <laughs> so many times. But either way, whatever it is, Lord, you can heal. And whether you do or don't, you have an eternal plan for my life. I can trust you. I seek you first. I don't have all the answers, but Lord, I don't think I even need to when I can completely trust you. Lord, I have a concern in this area. Please, will you help me? Please, will you speak? One of the root issues to worry is that we've taken God off the throne of our lives and we put ourselves there. We are not meant to be our own Lord. Lord, we say, please build my kingdom. And because my kingdom is not going according to plan, I worry. Instead of, Lord, my life is yours, so please use me to build your kingdom. Oh, but what if you don't have lots of stuff? That's okay, as long as I'm honest and faithful and serving God. So now let's talk about what's going to happen with whatever you're worried about. What is definitely going to happen. There are three outcomes to whatever you are worrying about. Three possible outcomes. It will happen. So the things that wake us up in the middle of the night, the things that we dread, the things that we fear, one of three things is definitely going to happen. And I want to say that I've lived in the reality of all three of these outcomes. Number one, whatever you're worried about right now, it may never happen. Over 90% of what we worry about never happens. And this has been surveyed and studied and tried and tested for centuries. Over, over 90% of what we worry about never happens, but worry robs us 100% of the time. Number one, 
it probably won't happen. Number two, you know your worry. It might happen, yet not as bad as we thought. You know, I think, Lord, if this happens, everything in my world is going to fall apart. And then what happens is it does happen. And it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. I was terrified of losing my job or getting that diagnosis or that thing falling apart. And then it happened. And we think, oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I lost my job, but then a better job came through. The deal fell apart, but then I understand why now, because hindsight's kind of given me some perspective. I embarrassed myself in front of all of those people, but no one really, really noticed. I was so worried, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. Number three. It will happen. But God will get you through. We imagined worst case scenario and worst case scenario came along and it happened. And it was even worse than you thought it was going to be. Yet God has revealed himself to you in a way that you never thought possible. God is faithful. I understood the theory of his peace and his presence and his provision, but now I understand the reality of it. I never imagined that I would have the strength to cope, but God has given me a strength that I never knew was in me, and he has proven himself to be faithful and true and strong and dependable. So because I was so afraid, and then that thing happened, God has revealed something in me that would never have been revealed if I hadn't gone through that thing. Whatever it is, God will get you through. Like I preached last week, even my worst moments, even my most dreaded fear, even our deepest pain, God will use for my good and his glory when we are called according to his purpose. He is faithful. He is true to his word. I can rest in him. He loves me. He likes me. (laughs) He cares. Our future is in him. And, in his, and we can have peace, and you can have, even right now, whatever you are going through, you can have peace and you can have joy. They are available to you right now because God is available to you right now. But what if worst case scenario happens? God will give you a strength you never knew you had. He'll reveal himself to you in a way that you never thought possible, and he will get you through. And often, we get to know God the best when we need him the most. No matter what, as believers, no matter what happens, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Our worries may never happen. Our worries may happen, yet they won't be as bad as we thought. Number three, our worries will happen, but God will give us the strength to get through and reveal himself to us in a way that we'll be so grateful for. God is faithful and he's available right now. The problems, the pain, the struggle, the storms, they are absolutely real, but so is the reality of the presence of God to carry us through those storms. And last week, Tion, is Tion, Tion's not here this morning, I think he's not well. Last week, Tion shared a, a scripture, or not, not a scripture, it's not a scripture, it's a poem. And, and then this morning, Elvira said that really played on, on her mind all week, and it was that footprints thing where we see one set of footprints and we like, we're struggling and we're in pain and then eventually we found out that there was one set of footprints because Jesus was carrying us. And I, I really feel that for people here, that you need to recognize that when you are struggling and you feel absolutely alone, it's during that time you'll look back and realize that God was carrying you when you couldn't walk yourself. God is with you right now. And I feel for the young people 
We can go through lives learning how to worry about every situation and then look back and think, I wish I had trust, trusted God. I wish I'd known from very young that no matter what happens, God has got me, God's got a plan for me, and God will get me through. And for the people that are older, um, let's set an example where we go, not I don't care, it doesn't matter, but I know the one who does care, so it matters, but he'll get you through. So that when people meet us, they don't go, this person is as stressed as the rest of the world, living in fear, crippled by their worry, but they trust this almighty, awesome God who created the universe, but they're just as terrified as I am. Let's trust God that this morning we will lay down our worries and that we will pick up our faith and we will leave here, no matter what you are facing, worst case scenario diagnosis, God, you got this. Whatever happens, you're in control. Whatever happens, you have eternal plan for my life. Whatever happens, you will get me through. Whatever happens, God is good. The enemy right now wants to tell you this. God's not good. God's not faithful. You can't trust God. You can't trust his word. The devil is a liar. The truth is, God is faithful. He is true to his word. He will come through. He will reveal himself. He will give you a strength you never knew you had. So, I would like to pray for us. And I'd like us... Just picture in your mind, just picture the cross. It's an empty cross. But you take your worry this morning, whatever it is. You've got, you got more bills than budgets. And you say, Lord, you'll get me through. I trust you today. I'm going to put this down at the foot of the cross and I'm going to trust you. Lord, the doctors say it's bad. But you're in control and I trust you. Peace is possible today. So won't you, won't you stand with me and we're going to pray. <clears throat> Father, I thank you for every man and woman in this room. Some, Lord, didn't expect to be at church today, maybe even their first time here. And I know that you spoke to them. Do not worry. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for all of us going forward. We have absolute peace. We've done what we can. And if there's something, Lord, that we need to do, you'll show us, you'll lead us, you'll give us the strength to get it done. And then when we've done all we can, Lord Jesus, even if it's not the outcome we wanted, we will sleep peacefully because we know that you are in control. I thank you that worry will be lifted off us like a heavy cloud, Lord Jesus. And this morning, the light of your presence will flood over everyone. And we say, Lord, you are in control. I can have peace. It's even possible, Lord, that we can have joy. I pray, Lord Jesus, that going forward, we will be warriors as in those that bring down giants and take the land for Jesus, as opposed to those who are crippled by fear and afraid to fight. May worry leave us. And Lord, if we're worrying for somebody else, I thank you that we commit that person to you. We trust them into your care, Lord Jesus, and we pray that by your spirit, Lord, you will lead them to a place of freedom. May worry not be our future, because we know our future is secure in Jesus Christ.
And Lord, I pray that if there's people in the room that are genuinely terrified, really, really, really anxious, I pray that you will lead them to the right person or the right people to talk to, safe spaces to get help. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are ever-present help. Bless us, Lord. May we be shining lights in the universe. When we go back into the community, I pray, Lord Jesus, that when people see us, they go, wow, there's a peace there that I desperately want. But their life's not perfect. They trust God. May we trust you, Jesus. Give us a faith, I pray. Donnie, could you come pray over us? Yeah. I just, just would like you to pray over the, the church. Lord, you clearly say in your word, Lord, you clearly say in your word that we must hear what the Spirit has to say to us today. And Lord, my prayer is really that we will hear what the Spirit has said to each one of us this day. Because, Lord, I believe you had a message for each and every one, Lord. And as we go our ways, Lord, that your Spirit will just guide us in the truth that you are bigger and mightier than the things that we worry about. And we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bye, donkey. Um, okay, before you go, I want to just really remind you, as said in the beginning, it's time for the lions to roar. So let the lion inside you rise up. Not, not, not the, the fearful sheep inside us, but the lion rise up. And let's stand against the things that, that um, are coming against us. Let's stand against the darkness. Let's represent the light. Let's take the kingdom forward. Forceful, fearful, with authority and boldness. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will rest on everyone now. Give everyone in this room a great authority. And as they go into the community, Lord Jesus, I thank you that they will share with boldness and great conviction. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.